Welcome to the Sub Pop Cult Podcast. I'm your host, Michael McGruther. Well, they're doing it to us again, and we are all participating in it and letting it happen. You know what I'm talking about. It's a big, fat distraction called, quote-unquote, the Jews slash anti-Semitism slash Trump bad. That's what's been going on for weeks now. Literally weeks. Okay, it only takes one obnoxious statement from somebody like Kanye West to accept that the guy is anti-Semitic. Okay, so we accept that. He's anti-Semitic. But why do we have to keep talking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks? And why was this event kicked off by the real Daily Wire? Because that's exactly what happened. I watch and keep track and I stay focused. Focus is so hard when you're on the receiving end of stories that are always pushing your buttons. But remember this. I've tweeted about it, but I have to say it in an episode so it gets locked in. When Kanye West and Candace Owens posed at the Real Daily Wire uh, event that they were at with White Lives Matter t-shirts on, that is what put this issue back into the news of Kanye West. I don't know anybody who's a conservative that is obsessing over Kanye West's survival as an artist or anything. So the pattern you have to realize on the receiving end is the audience member as the voiceless conservative that is constantly being fed these things from both sides because the fake right puts them out, the left keeps bloating it, and they just keep this pile on going and it's a mutual uh, event where they're both benefiting and the system is benefiting because the system cannot let problems get solved. It can't. If problems are solved then they can't do this anymore by wasting our time over and over again. There's always going to be racists. There's always going to be people who hate Jews. There's always going to be people who hate Muslims. There's always going to be people who dislike black people. There's always going to be people who are suspicious of Spanish people. It's just everywhere. There's always going to be people who look at poor white folks and all they can think is white trash. That's branding and storytelling that has been put upon us our entire life and we accept it and we run with it and we go with it. But why are we constantly distracted by the Jewish issue? The answer is totally obvious. But you have to accept it for what it is and not fall into the trap of, of starting to think, well, Jews run everything, and so there's this evil thing going on, and all my agents and managers were Jewish, so therefore they're all out to get me. That's not true. They don't run everything. That's not true either. What is important to the Jewish community is that their victimhood is maintained for the rest of time because they earned it. There's a psychological thing that happened after Christ where the world decided you will be paid back for what you did. Now, that's not the world's job. But that is what happens. And that's what's going to happen for the rest of time until Christ returns. There's always going to be a opposition to Jewish everything because of that incident that happened in our human history where divinity came down, was rejected by a certain group of people, embraced by the rest of the world, completely turned the world upside down, changed the dynamic, and ever since that time, that fight, that battle has been going on 
and on and on. So the Jewish issue is part of all human issues because humans have a relationship with their creator. Whether it is Christ or whether it is Yahweh, whatever it is, everyone has a relationship and that relationship began with the Jews. Now, there's a common understanding that Jews are the chosen people. But how many people understand that being chosen is not exactly a blessing? It's more of a burden to the people. Uh, I wouldn't want to be chosen by God. I don't think I can live up to whatever he would want me to do. And I don't think Jewish people can either. And so that's what happens is they've turned it around and said, we're the chosen people. And they use this to get Christians to support them in the United States by constantly, always obsessing over Israel's survival. So this moves from a religious issue with deep historical uh, impact on human nature, human history, faith, everything from the beginning of time. It moves from that into something more geopolitical, where Israel is a nation, and as a nation it wants to survive, and so it will do whatever it has to do to survive. That includes manipulating U.S. politicians and voter bases to support Israel's political agenda. This isn't Jews controlling the world. This isn't Jews manipulating Hollywood and running everything. Because I'll say this again, I've said it before, every Jewish friend of mine who is a left-winger is America first. Every Jewish person I met in the right-wing circles is Israel first. There's no denying that. The survival of Israel is the most important thing to some American Jews, and they all happen to be conservative. The survival of Americanism in the American way is of vital importance to left-wing Jews because they experience life and freedom here in a way that was never available before. We existed before the modern iteration of Israel. And we created this safe environment for things to happen. Now, it can be gamed. It can be played against us. And that's where we're at in this time in history. And the gameplay is very specifically about never letting the American people, specifically the American people, get off topic of the importance of the survival of Israel and the Jewish people. That is the, the critical part of the puzzle, is the topic itself it doesn't matter who is held out as an example and said, this guy is an anti-Semite. Don't dare you be like that guy. This guy is anti-Semitic. I mean, there, it's just reinforcing that that is an unacceptable point of view to have. But lots of people have that point of view and they go about their business and they don't say it out loud. And there's lots of Jewish people that are anti-Christian, anti-Catholic, and they don't say it out loud. People tend to mind their own business unless they're participating in the media circus. So Kanye is being totally exploited because he can be counted on to put his foot in his mouth when you give him the stage. That's kind of what he's good at these days since he abandoned his musical ability and started to focus uh, not on his vocation that God gave him, uh, but on some other distraction which the world gave him. And now he fulfills that need every time. He's either in on it 
or dumb. I mean, those are the choices most times. Someone's either in on it or they're naive. I don't mean dumb as in a dumb person. I mean naive about what's going on. This week, it's Kanye. This month, actually, it's Kanye. But really, where is this whole thing going with Kanye? Because I see it reiterated across the board from talk radio in New York to cable news to Twitter to everywhere. It's the elimination of Trump. It's the final nail in his coffin. And it's being executed by the right, not the left. The left and the right work together, but the right is the force behind this. Who delivered Kanye to Trump's house with that little obnoxious character, uh, Fuentes? Like, who, who made this happen? It all started with the Daily Wire. All of it. And so from there, it just goes and goes and goes. And now you can see how the narrative is being used to frame Trump as a huge bigot. Because the devil incarnate is what he was before, but now he's the world's largest bigot. And remember something, the simulacrum is always true. Therefore, people will accept, not only is Donald Trump the devil incarnate, but he's also the world's biggest bigot. And therefore... He can never, ever, ever run for president again and win because he's an anti-Semite. Now, everybody knows that's not true, that he was one of the most friendly, helpful, downright pro-Israel presidents we've ever had. But he was pro-America at the same time, and that combination is unacceptable because pro-America will always, always lead to less interest in taking care of Israel. So there's a political need by the Jewish state to make sure that at all times we are obsessing over their survival and not our own. Pay attention as we head to the 2024 election because I guarantee you, without a doubt, that within a few months of the primary kicking off, we will begin our slow road into the conversation of why We must stand with Israel, and if we don't, it's the end of time, and this is the most important election in your lifetime. And none of that's true, because you know what you need to do? You need to stand with your neighbor. Your neighbor might be Jewish. Your neighbor might be black. Your neighbor might be someone you've never even said hi to before. But that's who you stand with, because you stand on the same ground, the United States of America. You are backed by the same citizenship rights, which is your right to think freely, to act freely, and to do as you wish. Being an American is the ultimate blessing. Gaming the American system is the ultimate hack. And let's just face it, nobody does it better than Jewish organizations involved in politics. And guess what? That's fine. It's a game. It's a system. What's not fine is you not understanding that it's a game. And it's a system. Because you're not making an informed choice most of the time. If you understand that it's a game and a system and how it works, you can make it work for you. You can make it work for your needs, your goals, the things that you share in common with your neighbors that you desire. You can make the system work for you. And we do that by prioritizing our way of life. Prioritizing the American story prioritizing your neighbor over foreign nations. It just has to be done at this point in time. 
Now, they're trying to put the pieces back together where the system operates the way it always has, which is Democrats get their time and they do the culture and they win over the people. And then that that is somehow set aside because there's this urgent need for Republicans to be in power to shrink down the government and stand with other nations that if we don't stand with them, it's the end. They're going to go away. None of that's true. But that's kind of the game that always goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. What we have to change at this time in history is the dynamic of the back and forth itself. We have to make the left into the right and the right into the left because the politicians, they're all on the same page. They keep us divided in these subcategories that we can undivide ourselves, switch the game board around on them, and then live in a world that is a little bit more reflective of who we really are and what we really value. You can support any nation that is not your own, but you must support your own first. There's nobody who is more passionate about the United States than a immigrant who was just granted their citizenship the legal way, taking the test, taking the oath. Do you remember in the 80s, there was a TV show, an entire series about it, and a Russian comedian was the star. It, I can't remember the name of the show, but his name was Yakov Smirnov, and he was in a class. Uh, I remember the series. It was a uh, comedy. It didn't last very long, but it was the media backing up this storyline of America's welcoming of immigrants to our nation because you all make us better, and all of that's true. But when somebody gets their green card the legal way, and they, and they go through the system, and they learn our history, and they study the Constitution, and they do all the things they need to do, they become so patriotic and so in love with their new land. Because it's not about resting on their laurels. It's not about sitting back and saying, my family's been here for 25 generations, and we're just going to have another big fat cow slaughtered, and then we're going to have a feast, and all the grandkids are going to run around in our 10,000 acres. I mean, that's fine too, but that's just not the mode of the immigrant. The mode of the immigrant who comes to the United States is, is, ah, I've got a chance to make something now. Let me make something of myself. I don't believe for one second that the majority of people who come to the United States come here to live off the freebies. I know that it's an incentive and it's ginned up in politics that way, but I just don't see it. I've lived in cities where, yeah, you, you, you have entire neighborhoods where it just feels like everybody's on welfare leeching off the system. But you don't really know the story of how they got to those moments, how they got to those neighborhoods, or what's really going on behind the doors. That's the true story of the United States and its free people, is an interaction that is collaborative and exciting and fun, and ultimately is for the greater good, despite the fact that you're free to do whatever you please. And so, since we all understand that cities are dramatic, blown out of proportion situations that are unlike the rest of America, in the rest of America we understand how immigrants work hard, love their new nation more than anything, and are thinking of future generations at that point. If you become an American citizen, you start to think about, my children will have a better life than me, and then their children will have a better life. That desire for a better life, which is is centered around personal freedom and freedom and the ability to build a business, build a life, not be oppressed, uh, all that stuff is of vital importance 
to our nation. But in order to make it work for all of us, including the people who've been here multitudes of generations, in order for it to work, what the immigrant has to fall into is a true story about the American way of life. What the immigrant has to respond to is our American way in action because of the way we interact with each other every day in this country. So act like an American in every way and in every place where you can be seen and heard. Thank you for downloading and subscribing to the Sub Pop Cult podcast. This podcast and this movement is the only movement on the right that is completely focused on the culture. I do everything that is needed to be done on this very small platform, which is growing every day with your help, with your shares, with your downloads and your passion to restore the American culture that enables all of us to live in peace and unity and reclaim the power that has been taken from us by corporations in assistance with our government. Mama